Uh, I just want to lie. Is that too much to ask? And if it is, I guess I'm taking by force just to make them mad. Had a lot of time to think with the little time that I had. I gotta get this for myself and that's explaining why I just want to lie. Is that too much to ask? If it's too much for me to carry, don't worry, I brought some bags. I'm prepared for everything while they doubt me and that's just sad. When that time come, I'ma have them feeling bad. Just a little mad that they missed the glow up. Half of them won't show up. Tell them take a seat, let them get caught up in the sofa. Tell your MCs hang it up because my ride is black is over. I'm a monster when it comes to the microphone. Urging any opponent to label me as an omen in fear of losing a moment. I'm on them with them on photos. Ain't no place that's gonna hold them. You're listening to a brand new episode of Threes from the Ring. This is episode 40. Big 4 0. Um, what player War 40 at? I think Sean Kent War 40. I think. I think. Somebody will be head of a crap. It's gonna be a. Uh, 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 Cracky episode. I don't know what to say. Mm. Drug. Yeah, something about drugs, being a deadbeat, and uh, a lot of alcohol and all of that stuff. But yeah, so episode forty, we here. Of course, this is your boy Chris J. Much love to the Spotify, SoundCloud listeners who's been listening in. Uh, much love and appreciation to you guys who just tune in every week. Or when you get the chance, no matter what, we appreciate that. But let's go ahead and get in. This, of course, I got my boy Trail on here. What's up? All right. So, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, or you really wasn't listening to that portion of it, we're starting uh, until NBA season starts back up fully. We're going full on wrestling first. So. I would say fast forward 45 minutes to hour in to get your uh, basketball craze. But I highly do encourage you to listen to the wrestling talk because you will get something out of it as well. Most importantly and above all as well. So let's go ahead and get into this. So this week in wrestling, before we get into our special wrestling discussion, which we haven't really done at all. So, but uh, this was a pretty smooth week for WWE, and uh, also before we get into that, AEW dropped their TV commercial as well. And all I'm saying, shout out to them for like it was a it it was a very engaging uh, commercial spot, like really solid. And uh, I one thing I would wish, and this is one thing they should did a really better job of doing. For the casual, I just watch TNT viewers, or even just for uh, people watching it online, you should have named more people's names, like besides the Young Bucks, Cody, and all of them, and Chris Jericho. That's just me. But they could have did a better job, because like, I saw Hangman Page, the Lucha Bros, and stuff like that. I feel like they should have been mentioned by name a little bit better. Cool. I don't know. I don't really um, care for the commercial. Not to say it's bad, I said good. In all honesty, I probably watched it and don't remember a single thing about it. So, and it ain't really nothing too big. It's not, you know. The, I'll just wait until what is it? October when that stuff air or September? October. Dog, I'm just waiting till when it's October and we got darn having WWE got darn AEW war. 
in the comment sections of Twitter and not, you know, through the TV because that don't happen because it's not going to be a real war between those two companies because, um, yeah, one is bigger than another one. But, uh, yeah, who cares about AEW at this point? I feel you. But um, so let's move on to this week in wrestling. So Raw this week had its big Raw reunion. Um, going in, I really wasn't expecting nothing too serious, honestly. Especially uh, then they really didn't mention much of the card. But um, so just to give notes of what happened during this episode, uh, Seth Rollins versus AJ happened, and which was a cool match until the club got involved and then which led to DX and the click popping up having Seth Rollins back and all of that good stuff it was a little weird when you think about it but the uh, Daytra you know the exact reason why so I'll let you share that reason why when uh, why Seth looked out of place in that segment God darn well it's been weird because the internet turns on stuff, and I'm not the type of person that's sad with the internet on certain type of things. But the way is the way is going is like he he's coming off corny with DX, and it's just weird. I don't. The segment, I'm happy for Seth. He got the. He he did he did um, I got two words for you better than Billy Gunn did. He, mm. he saved the heck out of that. Um. But uh, it was just you know it was I don't I honestly unless I'm seeing Scott Hall take his last bump I ain't, I ain't seen I don't really care when I see DX and them come out to tell you the truth Triple mm-hmm. H and Shawn Michaels forever get legacy pops. Last time I ever cared about the road I mean the road what's the nigga's name Road Dog Road Dog and the Road Dog and them, the uh the New Age Outlaws they got freaking chill power bomb in the opening match of WrestleMania um. And Scott Hall is old, and Ke- I, I honestly think Kevin Nash should be in a wheelchair because that nigga walks like he can't walk no more. But it's it's this is weird. I just I it was kind of it was kind of I don't know how to say it when Seth was speaking and he was doing the whole thing. Kind of it didn't it did it didn't it didn't harm Seth, but it didn't help Seth. Seth doesn't need that rub. It kind of went to somebody like Ricochet, but we all know Ricochet. So, I, it's just, I couldn't deal without the whole entire segment. You could have did a club versus DX thing backstage. That would have been kind of cool. But it was kind of like a, a non-canon episode at that. So, who cares? Yeah. Uh, then, another major moment was uh, Bray Wyatt pulling up on... <laughs> Uh, Mick Foley with his own move, the mandible claw, and taking him out. So another Bray yeah. Wyatt appearance right there. All right, hey, I'm I'm here before you know until everybody turn on Bray Wyatt come Royal Rumble time because he didn't win every match. Mm. That's That's long view, man. They gonna They're gonna turn, turn on him if he beats Finn at SummerSlam. Nah, 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 Finn. Nah, he needs to beat Finn. You know how people big, are. I think his big four pay per view goddamn record is worse than his regular pay per view record. So, like I said, I'm a Bray Wyatt fan. I don't recall him winning many pay per view matches or any at all. 
At least in solo matches. Was, I think he won one big four pay-per-view against the Brothers of Destruction, right? I think he did. Like, I barely remember. Like, I barely freaking remember, G. That's the unfortunate part. Um, But, yeah. So, shout, so they continually showing that Bray Wyatt is a threat. For me to really cause take it serious, he kind of has to wash Finn Balor at SummerSlam. He will um, because as long as somebody don't come out with the demon, it ain't gonna hurt Finn, and that can set up for Demon Finn versus what you might call the Bray Wyatt in the future. Because I know Finn about to take a break, so mm-hmm. but whatever Bray Wyatt gonna do after he beats Finn, I don't know. I'll get fed to Brock Lesnar or something. I really, I don't care. Uh, yeah, that was cool though. It was really cool to see. Because um, I was not prepared to hear a goddamn Mick Foley promo, dog. I, I, I really didn't this. care about what he had to say, honestly. Exactly. Um, so the mandible yeah. clock came in smooth. They do a really good camera shots with that. Um, with Bray Wyatt, it's really, really freaking good. Yeah, it's so unique. Shout out to the production crew, man. Uh. Mm-hmm. Another major moment, uh, the Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe, uh, you dig, was probably one of the best moments of the night as well. Yeah. Uh, anytime I just hear Samoa Joe on the mic, it's quality work. But um, the little Samoan thing they're kind of pushing with uh, Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns is cool. Gives both both of them something to do um, for SummerSlam, of course, because I feel like they're just going to push this into SummerSlam at this point. Um, but and then just leave it at that, which I'm gonna hate because Samoa Joe about to take this pin for no freaking reason. And don't get me wrong, I love Roman, but there's no reason for Samoa Joe just to take the pin and nothing happen for it. Agreed. Like, if it's just a one off match, just end it in a DQ or something. I just don't like it. it hurt. This Samoa Joe, one thing I learned, I think I was listening to the uh, Steve Austin podcast. And he was like, you never want to just do pro bowls. Uh, you never want to just do promos coming out like, I beat everybody, I'm the big guy, stuff like that, just to get beat and lose. Mm-hmm. It makes your promos worthless. Kind of a reason why Bray Wyatt I always kind of feel. I always said the best promos in the goddamn business. But at the end of the day, he always lost. Yep. And, and you know, it just I just don't want that to keep happening with mm-hmm. Samoa Joe. I, I honestly want him to keep, you know, I want him to keep the momentum of being one of the best big and, and scary dudes, but to also, you know, not lose every freaking match that he gets into. Cause like, when the last time? Other than beating Goddamn Rey Mysterio, before that, when the last time Samoa Joe has he did something? That's true. That's been one of my. So I think he beat our truth enough for that. He he beat our truth for that title. Mm-hmm. Then he feuded with Rey Mysterio. Like what? What? What's? What's next? Like I don't. Yeah. So I don't know. No, no. Yeah, this is one of those times where it's like Samoa Joe needs to win more than Roman does. It's not going to hurt Roman to lose. It's going to hurt Samoa Joe more if he lost, though. This is one of those situations. So I hope they think it out 
brilliantly when it comes to this. But um, but yeah. So and then Natalia and goddamn Becky Lynch argued, and Natalia beat her ass. I think so. I'm not looking forward to this, but it might prove me wrong. Usually, when you don't have a expectation for a match, the matches are really good. So, agreed. Um, would you say Natalia at this point is like the female Big Show with how often she goes heel and uh, face? Yes, but Natalia is kind of like the. She's also a real uh, a, a gatekeeper for the women's division. Also, you need her to. They just do it. They're doing a horrible job building up women's that whole women's division. Period. Except for Bailey, they did a fantastic job on SmackDown. But when it comes to Raw, I don't really care for anyone. Yeah. Um, Definitely agree. It's like you can give a lot of people more shots. Natalia, uh, I mean, I, I just said not, not Natalia, uh, Naomi. But that means you know Naomi's a real, real baby face with all that glow and stuff. So it's kind of hard. But hopefully, come after Brooklyn. I mean, not Brooklyn. Take over Canada or Toronto, which is going to be a great. I mean, SummerSlam Toronto, which is going to be a great because Toronto is just going to be crazy, and Becky Lynch is going to get probably booted out that arena because you honestly you have a Naomi, you know, go against her in her home town. Natalia, it's going to suck that Naomi not going to win, but Natalia. Natalia, yeah, my bad. But hopefully, even though I hate the match that's going to come out of this, Shayna Baszler gets called up, and we don't have to worry about anything after she put that girl in the choke. Oh, and then Becky Lynch is not champion no more. Even though the matches is going to be the absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. If that can <laughs> usher in Ronda Rousey, and bring back the whole four horsewomen feud. I'm down. Agree. Definitely agree. Um, let's see what else happened in particular. Let me make sure I didn't miss nothing. Oh yeah, uh, let's talk about the. Oh yeah, the twenty four seven championship being tossed around, which was expected for this type of episode of Raw. Uh, yeah. So, Pat Patterson won it, and then Gerald Briscoe won it, um, then Kelly Kelly won, then Candice Michelle won. Oh, yeah, shout out to Kelly Kelly being the first women's uh, 24-7 champion, by the way. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Candice Michelle got it, and then uh, Medusa slash Alundra Blaze, depending on who you know her as, don't make a difference, same woman. Uh, she pretty much is the first uh, person to win by submission, choked out Candice Michelle, smooth, um, <laughs> smooth, choked out. Low key, and I might feel bad for saying this, but I low key thought that was Lacey Evans at first. The look, speaking of that, they got a. I don't know who's looking worse in this goddamn field. Is Medusa literally comes off as a B word, dog? Like she really does. She she feuded with um. Uh, Lacey Evans right now. Yep. And it's not Twitter. like a... I don't know if it's a work, but what she said to Lacey Evans is probably some of the most disrespectful stuff I've ever heard. And it's not funny. 
not funny was. at all. It's just it was pretty wild. Right. <laughs> you talked about how family come out of a trailer and stuff like that. Yeah, I was like, damn, like you went personal, but uh, well, that's white women for you. That's all I can really say in regards to that. Um, but yeah, so then uh, Medusa sold it off to the Million Dollar Man, which led to uh, Drake Maverick winning it, and then our Truth winning it, then the night, of course, and also leaving off with Drake Maverick's wife. So all I can say is. Shout out to my man's R Truth and Drake Maverick. You just gotta hold that L again, G. <laughs> Big facts. And then pretty much the, <clears throat> the night ended with uh Stone up uh, Foreign. Uh the Hulk Hogan you dig. Um It was dope to see how many uh people had that look of disgust looking at Hulk Hogan. Booker T being one of them, Triple H definitely being one of them. It was a few other people just a little like, why is this nigga talking? But shout out to those people who had that look of disgust looking at that nigga Hogan. But uh, the night ended with Stone Cold pretty much coming out and uh, having the, uh, the normal beer party with everybody everybody in the ring. So Really cool moment. Um, you could tell Steve Austin just loved the business and wanted to be in that situation uh, for a long time. And, and he was able to do that again. Probably this probably won't be the last time we see like programming with WWE and Steve Austin, just because he. I, I'm pretty sure he felt that he he kind of want to keep that coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 no man, I'm about to break some news, but I don't know if this is real about like the new WWE Network playing features. Well, because you know they supposed to be coming out with a, a um, a you dig. Oh, yeah, I heard that they're going to do something in regards to, like, just more content features and stuff. Like yeah. Because there's going to be a free version that, wait. Yo, you can watch, you ever watch all the people use free? No. No. Hold on. No, nah, because... Oh, 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 wait. Yeah, this has to be fake, because the way they saying it, like... Yeah, the way they saying it is stupid. And they say a live NXT episodes. What? Yeah, I ain't really in any of this, dog. But I uh, could tell you, what was... Oh, that was dumb for uh, but I liked it I liked it Steve Austin didn't give a crap I just hated that you like nobody cares about Chris Lee knows but so you can honestly sit there and watch Steve Austin shoot the breeze overtime dog like you didn't have to cut it off at 10 yeah he cursed once but I'm pretty sure they can you can pay the FCC for that yeah and then it's later at night so it's like you could kind of get away with it at that point it's much more lax stupid man but yeah, so moving on to SmackDown. So pretty much uh SmackDown is heavily focused on open up with uh Shane McMahon accepting Kevin Owens challenge for SummerSlam, where if Kevin Owens loses, he'll quit the WWE, of course. So um 
So pretty much that's confirmed to happen uh, more than likely when we have these type of scenarios. We know who's going to win. Kevin Owens is the face here. He should win. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than likely they're going to add a stipulation to this match before SummerSlam. So expect a street fight to occur. Honestly, it'd be dope if they made this an I quit match. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, I don't want to see a god darn 30 minute shaming man match. That's true. But when Shane has stipulations, it's always good. Like, if it's just a straight up one on one match, I won't take it serious at all. But, um, let's see. What else? Um, Shinsuke beat Apollo's. Apollo Crews, which was a decent match, by the way. Really? That was a really you decent see match. Apollo TV time. Yeah, like it was a good match. So shout out to Apollo Crews. Even though he lost, he took advantage of the moment. So that's always good to see. Yeah. This was actually the shock of the night to me. Ember Moon squashed Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Even though it was by roll up from roll up and distraction, it's still still like. Mm-hmm. But um, even the, and then it ended with uh Ember Moon uh hitting uh the Eclipse on Bailey and uh Charlotte at the same time. So shout out to that W. And then Charlotte hit a promo talking about she was going to be at SummerSlam. Her opponent would be better than Ember Moon, which at this point is teased to be Trish Stratus. And I'm really not for it at all. I really don't want to see for it. I don't really want to see Trish Stratus at this. Like, she's a cool wrestler. And I'm sure Charlotte her will have a great match. Good match, not great. But it's just, I don't really care. That's just me. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. You need things to tell. Charlotte and Trish Stratus probably have a decent night. I just told Charlotte, hey, not Charlotte. Trish Stratus ain't rusty, rusty. And also, I think Trish Stratus posted bit had a match with WWE Superstar, but, you know, Alexa Bliss had to deal with her situation. Yep. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. As long as it's just not the, the same freaking four people wrestling each other, I'm Gucci, to tell you the yeah. truth. Yeah. And then, uh, honestly, it might end up being better than freaking Becky and Natalia. It might. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. Um, Kofi officially challenged Randy Orton for the belt. Um, nothing new on that. And Kofi also ended up beating Samoa Joe by disqualification. Uh, Finn Balor challenged my man's uh, Bray Wyatt for SummerSlam also. And so shout out to that L. That's going to pretty much Finn Balor's about to eat. And then night pretty much ended with Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns uh, getting jumped by McMahon in the game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, wow. man, man, episode of SmackDown. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just tired of Shaggy Man stuff, dog. Just give yourself a Yeah, so like SummerSlam supposed to be a big reboot, so that way, at least that way, Heyman and Bischoff can do what they can do, what they want to do have more full control of the reins. They're just trying to clear out a lot of storylines at this point. So looking forward to that at least. Um, but yeah, so let's move on to our discussion, which I wanted to have last week, but 
time permitted it from not happening. But um, I want to discuss, and we often discuss this, is Daniel Bryan the GOAT. Well, is he the GOAT? And also, would you? And one thing I think we, I think we talk about outside of at work. It will he is he more the GOAT of the 2010s? Yeah, you know, I say so. In 2010s, you think of Cena's heyday, and then okay, probably not when you look at because like I think that's I think that's I think Cena owned everything until the Yes movement. And if you want to go in ring, then yeah, Daniel Bryan is in ring go. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this because I was I was thinking about this topic the whole entire time because it, it comes from me having the goddamn thing for Daniel Bryan matches now, but like in terms of wrestling and having the character stick, yeah, Daniel Bryan, but like you still got to give Cena, and I kind of want to probably put like I don't know because they don't got like no WWE freaking reference to mm-hmm. show like who dominated. In terms of like pay per view title matches, you know, fan <laughs> enjoyment and stuff like that, but it probably is Cena. I would say it's it's weird because like I would still argue because Cena like reign started from like I would say oh seven into the twenty tens, but it kind of slowed down around twenty eleven twenty twelve because that's when CM Punk started getting his uh rise. Um, I think Brock Lesnar came back around that time frame as well. So, like around that time, yeah, around that time he, it started slowing down because like he really wasn't being shoved down people's throats as often as well. Like the S move didn't start to 2014 though. So, like I would say, Daniel Bryan definitely owns the second half. So okay, but Daniel Bryan because the concussion stuff probably hindered his. Is that is his, his going because that's like two years, two mm-hmm. all the hundred years it was year and a half in say. which he, he was out. Um, aggression is 2002. Cena was not the biggest guy, was more SmackDown people. Dr. Economics in 2002 2005. Cena was getting into it in a big man role. US, that's US belt scene. Then WWE champion 2005, 2007. So that's why right. he became like 2007 is when he really started doing his thing. Um, uh, 2008 to 2010 is when he was just like, I got every freaking belt scene. Uh, what is that? 2010-2011 is the Nexus stuff, which kind of didn't really do Cena too great because that nigga made the dumbest decision. You can't exclude the feud with The Rock. Yeah. That was that. that that's still WWE's highest pay-per-view. And that's because Cena had Laddie, just The Rock. Oh. Uh, yeah. He beat Brock Lesnar in 2012. Um, 2013, 2015. Yeah, just like the dudes been on top. I'm trying to see when it was 
probably in 2016 was seeing him like legit just chill. And he has been on top from 2007 to 2016, probably early half of 2017. And then most of the like the 2017 stuff, he was putting AJ over. So he was putting a lot of people over even before AJ, like Kevin Owens with the US belt you dig. Um somebody else. Like he was legit putting people over. And then hell, he started freaking Suplex City. Yeah, I would say that's what John Cena really started. You know, back and back, back and back. Oh, uh, but I would just say, even with like, because like I said, I was the one who probably started. You know, this conversation really started from what I was seeing, like how great Daniel Bryan is, and I still think he do. I still think he comes to a close second. But just looking at. Because this Twitter was... I, I came across this topic randomly on Twitter, too. About Daniel Bryan being, like, the greatest of the two teams and whatnot. And then I just thought to myself, like, we look at the stuff of Punk, stuff after Punk, stuff of Brock, the stuff of Brian. Like, Cena was literally on top of the company. You look at the the uh, the open challenge he did with the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. Literally was must see Raw every single week, uh, even a little bit on SmackDown, dog. So mm-hmm. like, uh, and then they, it was so big that sometimes they try to imitate with the U.S. title sometimes. So it's it's it, he made that U.S. title extreme. He made that U.S. title more coveted than the WWE Championship. Agree. Like Seth Rollins have to follow that. So, it was, like I said, I I just think Cena takes the cake. But as in Daniel Bryan appreciation, like, he's close uh, from being a person, from being a nigga who was fired, then to being on top of the company. Uh, forever, he, he earns a legacy pop now. Whatever God, God gimmick they gave him, he... he he goes with it. Mm-hmm. He makes it really, really good. People hated that. Was was started to hate the the planet. Hey, turn that music down, dog. That planet. Um. That planet savior gimmick. And now look at it. like mm-hmm. people love Daniel Bryan. People love it. They hated the belt, but the belt grew on people. You know stuff like that. So I just think Daniel Bryan. Will probably be. He's a bona fide Hall of Famer now to me. Uh, he's one of. I, I thank God that the dude didn't leave for, you know, because of the next situation. Because I wouldn't. I'd be so hurt seeing him do all that stuff so for some other company. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's just like Daniel Bryan is. Is 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 he's. When you all said it done, I think you can squeeze him in top ten all time. I think you can. That's like another thing when it's like when you talk about it's just like when you talk about basketball when you think of like top ten. At the fact it's extremely jumbled mm-hmm. and very hard for you to because you go you go rock you go rock not in any order but you go rock Austin Cena Hogan probably Mike Sean you go Taker then you probably got to throw Brett because he was king of like the the internet you know the the hardcore fans. Yeah. How much they love 
Did who else? You got you got Bruno, then Andre, shit, Triple H. It's because Triple H never really got old. Uh, dude, forever been on top, and Triple H is extremely underrated promo guy. At that, mm-hmm. uh, it's just weird. Uh, but yeah, he probably could sneak in because depending on technicalities, because like his career, you could say he probably had a better WWE career than Kurt Angle did, and that probably ruffled a couple more feathers, but. If you look at it, you can say he kind of did because of what he has done. Uh, Kurt Angle did a lot of good stuff, too. Just uh, the totality of what Dave Bryant did during his run, little run. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave Bryant had other t- like a lot of people focus on the, the Yes movement, but he was a heavyweight champion. Hate the fact that got darn. Well, you kind of love it because it started it. But when Seamus broke, kicked that nigga head to a different stratosphere. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> And beat him like a fast seconds. I don't know if that nigga still holds the record for the fastest uh, mania loss. I think but, somebody else got it. I don't know who though. Who did it? I don't think nobody else got it. I think it's him still. Like I don't remember anybody else being that fast. Um, but yeah, I I would say Dave Bryan is a close second. Now that I think it, like he probably top fifteen. This is a lot of really good wrestlers. Mm-hmm. A lot of good WWE niggas. Like you can even throw Brock in the top ten. Oh yeah, such a draw. Yeah. So it's weird. It's real, but he's up there. Like in the twenty tens, I put him number two. You you, you can argue me, and you put him in the top. Um, uh, the, as in in ring competitors that WWE had. Like when it comes to like. Pure wrestle, he's probably top five all time. Definitely number one in the 2010s. Punk is extremely overrated in the ring, like mm. extremely overrated. Um, he just got a lot of charisma and stuff like that. And that's why I like when niggas talking about, oh, I can't wait for CM Punk to come back. I'm like, dog, this nigga gonna be out of the ring for ten years, got beat up in the UFC, and he wasn't that good of a wrestler. I right, Sam. Alright, you're gonna be hurt when you see that dude. You're gonna be hurt when you see that dude get gotten on bamboozled in the goddamn ring. But hey. Yeah, definitely agree. Uh, but yeah, like, I was, it's something like I wanted to discuss. Um, like, Dan Bryan, like, overall, his impact, like, I would say. The Yes Movement is what one of those moments that just solidified his place overall. Like he's always been a great character, and all that. Like the Team Hell No, you dig with Kane, and but the Yes Movement just I would say is something that well I would say paved the way for a lot of wrestlers, especially Kofi's title reign because it was like I would say honestly one of the first time where the where the well, I would say CM Punk was one of them, but I don't know. But where the crowd legit changed the booking. Like, where it was like, 
even to the point where it's like they set it up where it was like, look, we're going to make it big as possible. We're going to milk this as much as we can to where it's like it's going to be one of the greatest mania moments ever where it became like top two, top three, depending who you're talking to and all of that. So and then like in ring performance, like amongst this era where we have a like in terms of like wrestling, like in terms of in ring talent in wrestling, like. I feel like nobody brings it more than Daniel Bryan to the point where literally they have to impact and test the nigga every other night. So, but it's definitely a conversation that I feel like was needed, is needed to discuss. Um, top seven in my eyes. And I feel like when it's all said and done, he could honestly be in discussion for like top five. Boom, mm-hmm. He's definitely in discussion. It's just like it's a maybe. Like I feel like he needs to. No, leave. I think top five. You, you talk about all time. Yeah. No, I talk five set. I don't think you gotta think like as much as I hate Hogan. Who is like? It's only like two people that was even over. You can't count Bruno because Bruno was like it's like kind of like Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell. Exactly. Right? It's like Literally, fuck out of here. Nobody else. But, like, in terms of being over, it was only legit, like, two people, which is, like, Steve Austin and The Rock in their heyday. Um, but other than that, who was actually more over than Hulk Hogan? So that's the automatic one. Cena, literally the, the they call that nigga the Bay Root of WWE. That's two. You got, you got Austin and The Rock. You can't keep them out. You can, you can even throw Rock out, but you got to keep Austin in. But that's three. The, you got, you, you can put the rock in. You got Sean. Sean held that company down when it was at its absolute worst, even worse than what it was now. Well, in terms of ratings and stuff like that. But he was able to still be that top star, still beloved, things of that nature. And got darn left because of a broken back and drug habits. Came mm-hmm. back and was able to solidify himself as the in ring GOAT. Yeah, even though I don't believe he is, but you know. And then you got somebody like I don't think Daniel Bryan's career adds up to Takers. Legitimately, legitimately, the only person who still who still got that attitude ever given, and it still gets over. Um, like, and I think that's it. Even if you you really can't compare Daniel Bryan to Triple H and what Triple H did in his heyday. Mm-hmm. His golden shovel with Ranger there. Um, is Triple H also was in the limelight during the time I think Austin and Rock went around. Probably yep. like towards the end of probably when Austin had neck problems and Rock was going a little bit into Hollywood when Triple H was shooting with Chris Jericho and stuff like that. He was at the top of the company. So. I don't know. I like I said, I love Daniel Bryan. He's probably my favorite wrestler right now. Literally is a person who never has a bad match. Got I think he Kofi has legit had his best match ever with Daniel Bryan. Um So yeah. Okay, he respect it. Alright, so uh as you was talking, I saw the video of my man Sunset flipping somebody at the on the wall Walmart concrete G. Niggas is yeah. funny as hell, G. Like those videos are comical, G. 
So shout out to them. Uh, but uh, I can't wait till somebody end up getting a Canadian destroyer on the goddamn basketball court. Gee, the amount of CTE that's going to occur, man. That I, gee, niggas, bro. Do I have a Chris Benoit soundbite somewhere in here? I don't. But that nigga would literally be probably dead with blood gushing out his damn back of his head like at record timing. But <laughs> literally. But let's go ahead and move on to basketball. So uh let's talk about the FIBA situation again. So since the last time we recorded, uh more players have said, F y'all, I don't want to represent America. I got my bread and I also and using also I would say the fake excuse of a uh I think we gonna be uh I wanna focus on the upcoming season. When I'ma say that's legit if you legit in terms of like to a certain extent. Somebody like Tobias Harris saying it, I'm not really gonna buy because you don't make a break that seventy sixers team. You really like you do, but you, at the same time you don't. Ben Simmons and B, and I'm honestly gonna put Al Horford on, on a more higher pedestal of who's gonna make or break how that team performs. Even though, because I feel like Tobias Harris is gonna be regulated today, and they're being a spot up shooter now, unfortunately. But um, that's just how I view it in regards to that. But somebody like Dame, I'm not surprised. Somebody, uh, Kevin Love. I feel like in a way he should have did it because honestly, like add add to your legacy by getting adding a World Cup gold medal to your thing, G. Like add add to your resume off this because as long as you're in Cleveland, it's not like y'all gonna do anything. So I would say it would been good for Kevin Love to do it. Um, get back to basketball shape. Yeah, that too. And then and then hell, like. Like, you have Pop coaching you. That's one thing I feel like is very valuable. Just have Pop coaching you and all of that as well. But uh, who else? Dame said no, which I'm not mad at. I'm shocked because he could have easily. I think he don't even have a gold medal to his name. It would have been something nice to have, especially since you would have been the primary. I think, I think Dame has that caliber where he could decline FIBA games, though. Just like you know, the Harden, the Kyrie's. I think he's at that caliber. Nah, because I decline. It makes me be like, nigga, huh? But Dame, I think Dame's the nigga. If we gonna overrate that goddamn shot or say he's better than Kyrie, he could decline the dog. Nah, I'm sorry. Like when you you you're not in no place to decline when you don't have your elite talent. Like okay, like the past couple of FIBAs. KD has literally carried them niggas. I think. Yeah, KD carried. And then... And I think one year was Steph that carried. And then... Like, it was just like... Oh, I think... Not the Paul George. I'm trying to remember. But, yeah. But it's like, when you don't have the KDs, no Kawhi, no Bron, no Steph, not even Clay, no... Like, I would say... Those type of guys, not even Hard or Anthony Davis, then you like let's say like this: there's no top five legit pound for pound top five top seven players in it. Dame, you shouldn't reject. That's just me. That's how I would look at it because it's good for you. 
And a lot of times, a lot of players who were the stars going to FIBA uh, coming into the season, they didn't have MVP season. I think KD came after he won, uh, after they after his team that, that he led, they won gold. I, they won gold. He proceeded to have an MVP season. So it would just – it's one of those things where it's just like the momentum that you already pretty much like warmed up season-wise – is like you could actually help yourself a little bit more. That's how I would look at it. If I, so, that like to keep it bump. I kind of agree with you, though. I still say Dame, but if if say for instance Dame did, it's not like you a talent that need all, all those practices, dog. You a person who get the ball in his hand. It's like an automatic ISO situation on the court. So it's not like you got to be there every single. Just just go to a couple practices, then travel with the team. And it's not like, bro, also, another thing I don't get, they act like they're about to be playing 40 minutes the game or something. They're really not. Pop is probably and one I'm of the not, smartest coaches when it comes to staggering minutes. And I'm also not saying, it's, at the end of the day, it's their decision. Whatever they say, it's right We care about, you know, them getting washed forward. Because 9 out of 10, literally, they can throw all the god darn, they can throw the first team rookie the first, second, and I don't even know if there's a third team all rookie. Throw them Johns out there, and they'll probably beat the rest of the country and got darn basketball. But, like, I, it didn't plus all the got darn role players that's on that team. Now. Like, is he, is Buddy Hill on that team? He could be there. No, he's, he didn't get an invite. Loki, why didn't they invite De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill? That would have been a good option. Why they can't invite somebody like Trey Young? I don't see why they can't invite. How can they even invite Cat? He's Brazil. I think Cat's. Cat's from, he's from Brazil. But no, he ain't from Brazil. He's from the island. So he's he's from somewhere where I know why he can't be on Team USA. I believe. <laughs> um, he, yeah, he's one of those situations. No. Who else? I'm thinking of. Oh, no, Wiggins from Canada. And I think, I think he declined. I think he declined Canada. I think Wiggins declined Canada. A lot of dudes from Canada said, no, nah, we good. Tristan Thompson, Wiggins said he good. I don't know if Wiggins ever confirmed he said. I never really heard. But I know Tristan Thompson no, and Jamal said, Murray both said no. I think he said, um, like, I think it's. Somebody came out and it said, and everybody was saying, "Well, that's best for him because he really should, you know, get uh, what you call it, get ready for uh, the outcome season to prove people wrong and stuff like that." But, you know. I feel like this would for Wiggins it would have been a good way to say, you know what, I'm going against my fellow peers. Let me watch these niggas. Mm-hmm. That's just how I would look at, it. but at the same time, it's like. Look, do I want to be the only nigga in Canada and get washed by uh freaking at this point it's look like the B minus team? Yeah. Especially if I don't got Tristan Thompson, Jamal Murray with me. I know saying Anthony Bennett's name may sound effed up, but at the same time he always plays really well in international play from what I've seen him seen of him. So they I'm gonna be stumping out. I can like I'm gonna say this again. I can understand if players have the anxiety of like I don't want to end up like the freak accident with Paul George. 
I understand completely different. But when I say that there will be literally no competition when they go against anybody else in this world, not only no competition. Unless you meet Jim Lee and go on a goddamn revenge tour because you can't get picked up by a team. But mm. right, you, you're really good. They're, they're really good. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm about to name Did the Rock. Levine turn it down? Did Brogdon turn it down? Because I think if they... I, I never they, really heard anything like, from really, them two at all. What you say? They never really confirmed if they even got invited. Levine like, and Brogdon, like, Brogdon. Brogdon is a... You can't call him like, you know, the top of the... Well, he's a top-tier guard. He's very extremely underrated. And yeah. Really, really good at basketball. Call him. I think he like, he's like Lonzo. I don't know if Lonzo will do it, but you call Lonzo. Lonzo, like, I think, just wants to. Lonzo and Brogdon still coming back from injury, so it's like I think they just want to focus more on themselves. So I'm not mad if they didn't get an invite or rejected one. Honestly, just looking at it. What about? Let me Julius Randle declined it. No, Julius Randle's in it. Like I was about to name the roster, like who's currently in the training camp roster. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So Harrison Barnes, who's steady, ends up on the team for some odd reason. Jalen Brown, Andre Drummond. Um, they need to take Montrez hair off because he already said he's not doing it. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Mason Plumley. Um. Julius Randle, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, PJ Tucker, Miles Turner, Kimball Walker, Thaddeus Young. Wait, Kimball Walker in decline yet? Kimball's saying he's sticking around. And honestly, in a way, the best players are all Boston Celtics. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. In a way, I'm not mad at him not because it's like you could build chemistry. You you have a cheat code to uh, work chemistry, and I think Brad Stevens is one of the assistants. Hold on, let me see. Let me see. No, he's Pop not. Like- no, he's not one of the assistants. But yeah, no. Pop was like, <laughs> I, uh, uh, <laughs> I decided to teach the game for this. I decided to coach for this for this round. But I still think that roster watches anything that. Yeah, they should the still out. win. It's just they're gonna have some sweaty games. They guess too. What Australia? Not even Australia. Like, like I mentioned, front court wise, I'm still scared for this team. So if, if Jokic is playing, Serbia is probably going to give them problems. Yeah. Like Serbia yeah, I don't gave. Think anybody on that front court can stop Jokic, dog. Yeah. Like even like in the Olympics, what was it back in 2016? which was pretty much the Golden State Warriors plus KD and everybody else, uh, literally, um, Jokic was giving their ass problems then. So, Serbia legit gave them problems. It wasn't even just Jokic. It was like somebody else was legit giving them problems. Um, that was the only other team that, like, stood out in terms that gave them niggas problems. So, yeah. Like they should be a good team. Like it's still gonna be a solid team. Like it's it's concerning, but in a way, this is a reminder of like how I would say compared to the notorious bronze team, 
I would say this shows how much talented the league is because, like, Kimba is still a freaking, was it, well, I put him on a top five, top six point guard in the league. Miles Turner is like a top ten center in the league. P.J. Tuck's one of the best defenders in the league. Jason Tatum should be having a comeback season, and it should be good for him as well. Like, he'll be an important scoring option. Marcus Smart, one of the best defenders in the league. Julius Randle literally can do everything you need him to do. He'll do it for you, which is a perfect pop player. Mason Plumlee, another hustle-type player, and he plays with Jokic as well. Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Middleton coming off an all-star season, so he has something to prove. A great two-way player. And another great two-way player, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he met Kawhi Leonard. Kyle Lowry, who is veteran leadership and will be a good backup point guard. Brooke Lopez stretches the floor and can get boards. Kyle Kuzma. Wait, wait, wait. Lopez brothers from the state? Yeah. They're not from Mexico. They they born no, they're, they they're br- born here. I thought they were somewhere else. No. They no. don't even sound like they got an American accent. Gee, they're just big as hell, G. They got giant talk. They talk like giants, G. Legit. <laughs> uh my man, my man, my man Robert do look like one one. Exactly. Uh Kyle Kuzma can score, and I feel like this would be a good benefit for Kyle Kuzma as well. Uh, Andre Drummond. The best center on the goddamn court right there. Exactly. And can rebound. Jalen Brown, athleticism, can score, play defense. And Harrison Barnes can give you something. So, like, they should, like, it's a pretty much a B minus on a great night, a B plus team. It's just, I like, if I will. I would be more concerned if Pop wasn't the coach, plain and simple. If Pop was not the coach, I'd be like, yo, this team is literally going to probably not even medal, probably. <laughs> like, if, if Pop wasn't the uh, the coach, and then you don't, and Steve Kerr is also the assistant on top of it, so it's like, oh, yeah, you good. So you got great basketball minds coaching the team. And funny thing is, uh, Lloyd Pierce, who is the coach of the Hawks, is the as another assistant, I mean, that is a little shocking that Trey Young isn't on the roster. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. So, ain't no eight. Ain't no like no rookies can be on those. Like that. Rookies can be on it, but it's like more like, do they want to do it? Like Zion was asked to just be part of training camp, but he just said, but if I guess he was scared that Papa was gonna be like, nigga, if you, you you need to lose like ten pounds. Man wants to continue to eat quality New Orleans cuisine, Jim. I'm not mad at him. Fried crocodile is really good. Mm. It's really good. So, I'm not mad at the man. So, let's move on. Let's uh, continue with our top 10 uh, position rankings. Uh, So, this week we're doing top 10 shooting guards. Um... Datra already teased he has probably one of the extremely hottest takes I took of it the back. summer. He took it back. All right. But he teased it. So it's. But uh, you want to go first or I'll go first? 
Male, this is completely identical to yours, dog. I think, say your list. And I think, because right. I get, I had, uh, your list is on, uh, I think, the Threes of the Ring page. Yeah, I threw it on there. Um, I think my list is just like dang near the same as yours. Uh, James Harden, Clay Thompson, Jimmy Butler, Victor Oladipo, Bradley Bill. Probably throwing Bradley Bill over Victor Oladipo. Mm. And yeah, and throwing Devin Booker over Donovan Mitchell. And we good. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to start from 10 to 1, but uh, Buddy Hill with, uh, I'm, I'm uh, honorable mention Buddy Hill, Josh Richardson, and Mar- Malcolm Brockton my honorable mentions uh, but yeah, number 10, Zach Levine number 9, Devin Booker number 8, Donovan Mitchell number 7, CJ McCollum number 6, DeMar DeRozan number 5, Bradley Beal, number 4, Victor Oladipo, number 3, Jimmy number 2, Clay, number 1, James Harden uh the reason why I put Donovan Mitchell over Devin Booker is solely because he had, even though you can say the Jazz is a better team, but he still has led them to the playoffs both seasons. He's very much a freaking gun, but I, but in terms of just overall talent wise, I know Devin Booker is better, but in terms of being able to just make those around you a little bit better, I'm giving Donovan Mitchell the edge in terms of that, which is why I put him over him at eight. Well, like I said, my stuff is a little more different than yours. Um, but I, I completely agree with you. Uh, I don't the shooting guard thing is like set in stone. Crazy how probably like two years ago, DeMar DeRozan would have been five. DeMar DeRozan probably would have been four. Yeah, but you know, that Spurs system really makes you come down to earth. But, um, <coughs> it really does, dog. It really bring you back down to earth. Um, I would say. A part of me feels like even like LaMarcus Aldridge, his first season with the Spurs was a humbling experience for him. And they proceeded to have like a freaking crazy all-star season. So I would say if DeRozan doesn't have a good season this year in his second year in that system, then you should be concerned. Uh, also, I think like they just need one superstar, dog. And they are a championship team. We just saying this, pairing up LaMarcus Aldridge with somebody like God darn KD, when LaMarcus Aldridge is open whenever he want to be, dog, it's over. Because LaMarcus Aldridge can get you a 40 and 10 game, dog. He do it with this person. Um, yep, I definitely agree. Uh, are you pair him up with somebody like you need somebody who can space the floor. So you get him somebody like uh, a Curry or somebody who can also play off ball and things of that nature. That'd be straight. Even somebody like Westbrook who can get the mm. ball in his hand. The thing with, that makes the Spurs system work is that you have to be a smart basketball player. So, like, Damn, Westbrook, 
I'm not saying he's a Nimrod. He just plays too much nut-nut ball. Whereas, where you sit there and be like, yeah, you can make smart basketball plays, but you don't consistently make smart basketball plays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I pretty much, but I, I don't know why you put Victor Oladipo over Bradley Bill. Oh, that's uh, pretty much solely because I've seen what Victor Oladipo could do alone with his own team, and Bradley Bill couldn't do the same. Now, I will no, say... Uh, that was his team was absolutely butt cheeks. Gee, you sitting there telling me that literally Bradley... Yes. B- I don't think so. Yes. You couldn't drag yes. that team to the AFC. Bradley Bill couldn't even get them to the AFC, G. Huh? He couldn't get them to the AFC. No! Not, not Indiana Pacers. It was the freaking fourth seed without them. Fifth seed, something like that. Yeah, hard working team. You can finesse it. So that's further proof that how I hate to use this argument, the weak East argument, but Bradley Bill could have dragged that team to the AFC. Over the, I want to say this again, dog. That team was absolute butt cheeks, dog. Like that that Indiana team is built really well. You can't sit there and say the team for that wizard to win. Whoever that GM is should be in jail, dog. <laughs> I think he like literally quit. I, I think, think he, he quit, right? I think he resigned though. He, I think he resigned though. He got fired. One of the two. That's why they was trying to get uh, Ujiri. They offered yeah, Ujiri no. the whole freaking franchise, and he said, "No, nah, I'm good." <laughs> uh, he tweaked. He tweaked. No. <laughs> he rebuilt. I would have been on that rebuild squad when it don't mean that much. But, uh, now, but you, you can tell you can tell who's better by how much of a high price commodity they are. Like compare Victor Lopadipo if he was in trade talks against what Bradley Beal is right now. Compare, like it would be Bradley Beal winning every time. I think Bradley Beal's skill set is a little bit better, even though Vic got him on athleticism and defense. But like. Okay, all right, I'll do that. But in terms of like who got the more All Star games, Bradley Bill, yeah. But Victor Oladipo uh, just now starting to come to his own, and I would say he's better than Bradley Bill. I, I think this season was both of them coming. Both of them will be on the court. Like it, like both that was a tough spot for me because I wasn't sure, but I was like, I factored in. I've seen Oladipo, like. Basing it off, like, even though, like, that team was freaking, I think, a top three seed before he got hurt. Um, and then the season before where you took LeBron to seven. It was like, that's but like I something that I factored in. Absolute garbage. Yeah. That Cleveland team was definitely cheeks. Definitely like cheeks. It's one of those situations where you low-key supposed to take over seven. Oh, but also, you wasn't going to beat LeBron in Game Seven, but not a lot of people could sit there and say I took LeBron to seven. True, but also like it's like one of those situations where the reason you there is supposed to be you there, like you know, like kind of like Donovan Mitchell getting all this praise because of the Jazz. You take Donovan Mitchell off the Jazz, they'll probably still be fighting for AC. 
It's not like they're gonna completely fall off the earth. Who's gonna score? Like say, what you say? Who's going to score if you take Donovan Mitchell off the Jazz? Shoot, so next man up, nigga. I don't know, Jay Crowder. No, no. Uh, it be like we, and that's the first thing you gotta. <laughs> Niggas is wildin'. Hell no. <laughs> if I let Jay Crowder drop twenty on me every goddamn night, you need to retire. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, no, like another thing that you know, we gotta take it, we gotta take into account is like, who's gonna sit down and Like, you know, yes, because he's the only scorer there. He's gonna, it's, it's, it's crazy. He should be averaging goddamn thirty points. <laughs> Literally, he should be having thirty points of foul assists. What the hell ain't gonna happen? Hey, he goes eight but, for twenty-four. Um, if he just makes four more of those twenty-four shots, he'd be up, be close to thirty. But um. What I'm about to say, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think Bradley Bill edges it out. Like, Bradley Bill, I said again, forever in the All Star got dark game. Like, I don't think it's. He was in it this year, wasn't he? Yeah, he made it this year, too. I think he was the last Crazy. pick, which was bogus. He said it was bogus. When he was on the Washington Wizards, he should still be the last pick. <laughs> and then, like, you're the last pick of the best. What is it? Thirty people with the best thirty players. Vukovic in the league? got picked before him. Vukovic earned it. Somebody, bro, somebody has the nerve to put. I saw a list. It's like ranked these four centers. I think it was Drummond, Vukovic, Miles Turner, and somebody else. Someone had the nerve to put Miles Turner over Vukovic, dog. No, I'm sorry, G. No, that ain't it. You, you wild and I hard. I put Vucevic right on Andre, uh, Andre Drummond. And the only reason because of that is because Andre Drummond is the goddamn force on the boards. D. It's like you can't get it off of him. And then when he wants to score, he can easily give you – I've seen him give you 30 and 20. He does it to the Bulls at yeah. least twice a season. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, so, so I know. So, like, like Vucevic – Vucevic could be a rocking triple-double as well, so it's really good in the post. But, you know, I don't know. But like I said, that nigga was in Washington, so of course he's going to be the last pick of the draft. He's the Washington Wizards. Uh, I think that's the unwritten rule in basketball. If a Washington Wizards is in the, uh, is in the NBA draft for the All-Star game, pick him last. Yeah, you pick last. Um... Yeah, I just think I just think Bradley Bell edges. I don't think it's a gap. Like it's, yeah, it's a not gap a gap from, at all. No, like how is the gap between James Harden and Clay Thompson, and how is the gap between Clay Thompson and Jimmy Butler? But well, I don't even think it's a big, that big of a gap. Yeah, gap I'm gonna say it's not a gap between Jimmy and Clay. Like if it was like that, I think it's a gap in terms of like winning, like having a winning mindset and stuff yeah. like that. Like being a winner, I think there's, and that's one thing I edge Clay over hard. But just harder as an overall, like his skill set is just. There's niggas out here tweaking Clay and saying Harden's better than Kobe at this point. So like you know, it's you just can't really put nobody over Harden the shooting guard. He's already top five all time, and that nigga didn't even sniff a, a finals game. So like, that's kind of when you. That's kind of well, when he sniffed I the about, finals. I'm. Kind of watching that finals now, where he was in the finals, but 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? James, that, that wasn't James Harden. That was Joseph Hart. Like, that wasn't James Harden. <laughs> what that nigga that Joseph? Like, like that, that, that James Harden is when he went to the Rockets and he became that guy. Like, so, I don't really count that. Okay, I, don't, I honestly do not count. They never get like you wonder why I don't count James Harden OKC. Okay, is they gonna retire his jersey? Yeah, maybe. No, no, no. no. How many years he spent? The, like two, three. Nah, they not. Nope, they ain't retiring his jersey, dog. He won one six man a year, and that's it. Rather point. What's the point? Yeah, like I think, like literally, people did more with the Clippers, and the Clippers still haven't retired anybody's jersey, dog. <laughs> I think the Clippers is just waiting to get their own arena to actually start retiring niggas, because it's like, bro, why would I want to put Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan's numbers right next to? You sit there looking at Shaq, Great. Kobe, freaking Will Chamberlain, Jerry West, Kareem, Magic, James Worthy, freaking Jamal Wilkes, um, George Mike. I don't know. Hell no. Fuck out of here. Um, like, like, literally, those are like all time greats I just named. Kobe has two numbers on top of that. So, literally, no. <laughs> like I would, I'll be ashamed to hang up a jersey and sit there. You look at uh, freaking Darius Miles. He's sitting like, and they don't get that bullshit down. <laughs> I'll be mad as hell sitting there. Like Do you put Darius Miles, Elden Brand, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan. Lamar Odom. They got to retire. Oh, got he got Lamar Odom is one of the best players of all time too. See. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, G. Like, and, that, and I have respect for the name, like, Chris Paul, Blake, and DeAndre. I, but, I don't got respect for Chris Paul. Hey, but, uh, look, the man's is overpaid as hell. But regardless of the point, like, you, would I want to hang those jerseys next to them niggas? No. Hell no. <laughs> I wait till I get my own arena, which they're going to have in four years, I think. So... 2024, I believe. Yeah, four years, four or five years. So, which hopefully they better hope Kawhi Paul George is able to still carry that franchise by then. Woo! I think they still in once. They'll be in like their. I think they'll be 31, 33. I think they'll be in like 32, 33, 34 around that time. That'd be good. I think just the way the NBA is with it. With the technology, Bron still doing what Bron does, and that nigga thirty five. Yeah, but Kawhi has a degenerating quad, and Paul George really injury injuries are more freak accidents. So I'm not really gonna trip on that. So and showed it was like nigga, I can't take it no more. But um, I'm about to say, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think either Lakers or Philly take it this year. Or Lakers, Philly, and Milwaukee take it this year. Whoa. Okay, let me say, I say the Eastern, uh, Western Conference Finals is probably Lakers, and I hate to say it, but goddamn. I honestly think uh, no one in a – you will have to prove me wrong. That is one thing, like, I think people who – I know we just got off on a subject, but 
right there. It's one thing to think, yeah, a combination of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard can beat LeBron. I'm not refusing that. But that LeBron has freaking AD with the job. I just can't. In my mind, if you, unless you got a premier sense. Get your butt out of here. Go. Hold on. He's probably about to drop the hottest take of the summer. I have to get these dogs out of there. Why did my little brother eat? But, like, unless, unless they got, like, um, like Joel Embiid in the paint, and that's why I said Philly. Like, who's stopping AD? He's going to watch KD. He's going to watch Kawhi. I don't, I don't know. Don't Kawhi on Montrez Harold's body. Zubak. He's going to get traded mid-season because he can't do nothing against AD. Yo, something's telling me Zubak is going to be the odd man out, G, in the, uh, that team because they're going to realize quick he's getting cut. Before December, though. It's going to be They're going to trade him from some young, probably either some young center or some picks or something to get that pick. But well, Victor Zubak is going to be a Chicago Bull for Lord. He's going to be Lloyd Martin and Zaka. Damn. That's effed up. That'd be effed up. Oh, either that or Montrez is gonna have to start. I don't care. You, like, you're gonna have to figure something out. But, um, but yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I feel like Anthony Davis is gonna come into this season making people remember because people legit tweaking out here thinking that the man just suddenly. Just because he literally played half of played a half of basketball during the second half of the season, that he ain't all that. Like the man was still putting up twenty in that in like twenty minutes. Not a lot of people mm. can do that. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people can do that. The man went through a stretch of games. I think in the beginning of the last season where he dropped fifty, a quite a few times with some ridiculous stat lines. The man can who? Wait, who are you talking about again? AD. Oh, yeah. No, like, no. The AD, I don't know if people got doubt. But, no, AD is going to bar these, these niggas. Bar injury. I've been actually praying that these two people don't get injured, uh, LeBron and AD. Because I just don't feel like half of Having to have those dialogues, <laughs> I just don't. I really don't. I also don't want until LeBron gets full. I actually don't want to hear the the dialogue. Kawhi and LeBron having the same ring count, dog. Don't want to hear it. I just honestly can't. So I'm just, I'm just hoping that. that the KD and LeBron's body just stays perfectly good. If you got to do stem cell research, do that. Hey, man, LeBron has the money to do what the hell he pleases, so he'll be fine. Like, I'm not really concerned. Like, I feel like LeBron's injury is more of a freak injury than anything, so I think he's going to be fine. And AD, like, he gets those ticky-tack nagging injuries, but it's like, I feel like that's more from just having to carry so damn hard sometimes. And your body, not everybody's body is LeBron. That's the thing. And with that being said, 
you have LeBron as a teammate, so hopefully he'll give give you what you need to help your body hold up as well. Like you freaking eating tacos with LeBron, so like he's probably giving you some <laughs> kind of something to help you out here. So I think they'll be fine health wise. They got a very smart coaching staff as well. Like I understand like Doc Rivers like people suddenly remember that Doc Rivers is a great coach and all of that, but like the Lakers have arguably a all-star coaching staff. Whether you know Jason Kidd is still a question mark to me, but you just have an all-star coaching staff. So, like people, I get the hype train that we are all on on Kawhi, but don't drink the Kool Aid, man. That's all I gotta say in regards to that. Don't drink the Kool Aid a little too hard, y'all. Like, chill a little bit. But anything else we really need to talk about? Because this is about to be a short episode. Hey, it really is? Yeah, uh, like we like hour 18 in. No, I don't think it's really through. Like, it wasn't really nothing. Oh, we were talking about Smackville Live. And people oh. need to chill with the women not getting advertised for the show. And apparently they had a really good match, too. Just chill, dog. WWE is going through a crazy transition right now. Even though I am also advocate for like a change in how they book their women and how they literally only got like, only three stars right now. Four, by the way, I didn't count Lexa Bliss. Four and a half, you want to count. Now, now you're say five because I count Ember Moon and um, uh, uh, what's the chick that's pee backing off Alexa Bliss? Uh, uh, Nikki. Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross, I count them as, I put them together and count them as one. So you got like five stars out your whole division. Your, your tag division is, is in complete shambles. So I'll, they, they, they go through some real craziness right now. To the point where I'm, dog, you gotta somehow have to have them tag team titles permanently on one show and then have the others, like, a, you got to throw another title on, like, have the Cruiserweights just do SmackDown and have the tag titles just stay on Raw or something. I don't know, because Raw is three hours, so that can happen. But mm-hmm. it's just all bad, bro. Like, all bad. So I just hope that different, bro. Yeah, really nothing else we should talk about. Yeah, that's that. So, what? Appreciate you guys for listening, of course. Um, follow us on Twitter at 3s from the ring, 3s from the ring. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, share all our stuff on Spotify and uh, SoundCloud at No Chill Media, of course. And much love to those that do, uh, that have followed the Facebook page as well, because like that got like a few random likes out of nowhere. So respect, appreciate that from you guys. But um, continue to uh do that though. Like, subscribe, share, put us on, uh, and yeah, man, like, peace, y'all. Avida day.